Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very, very special Wednesday edition. My goodness, I can't even talk of Jordan and Drew the Sports Group. I'm so excited because here today we have a very special guest. We said for our 30th episode next week, we're doing three episodes this week. Last week, or last Sunday it was, UFC 266 recap. Monday, episode 29, and here today, Jordan Lorenz here with Drew Skyberg. Drew, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Jordan. I'm really excited for this episode, as you know, as well. Yes, absolutely. You're the hookup here is today. We have Andrew Curland on the pod. Andrew, how are you doing? How's it going, guys? I know you guys are uh, your friends with my my cousin. And so uh, I'm sure you've got some stories already. But uh, thanks for having me. I'm sure Drew's got a story or two. <laughs> oh, I got many. Uh, you know, we we can go in deep into them later after the show. But yeah, yeah he's certainly something else. But I'm I'm really glad he he could we could really get you on the show here because he mentioned, hey, I got a cousin who's been working a lot in NASCAR and who's done some really great things. And I would I was like, yeah, we'd love to have him. On. We want to talk about those great things and just talk about NASCAR in general because that's something we haven't been able to talk about on this podcast yet. No, we're certainly not NASCAR experts, and it's like racing. It, I wouldn't say it runs in the family, but my my grandpa liked it, my mom liked it. So, Andrew, you work with NASCAR, correct? That's what you're doing right now. Yeah, so I've kind of got a a freelance internship role uh, with NASCAR over the past couple of years, and uh, kind of their at track on camera video guy, um, especially here in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Sounds like it. So let's just start way back, right? Let's go with little kid. Were you watching NASCAR growing up? Always something you enjoyed? Yeah, this is a story I tell a bunch, and and you know, people are somewhat surprised, but I like I didn't understand it. I, I I'm like, what NASCAR? Like it's just, just a bunch of left turns. Which, you know, you get a lot of people saying that today. Uh, but my dad always watched it, and I remember every Sunday he would plop himself down on the couch for those three three and a half hours and, and watch. And I had no interest in it. And then he's like, you know what? Let me take you to a race. So it was July of 2010. He brought me to my first NASCAR race. We were in the middle of the track on top of an RV. You know, we were grilling out, eating burgers, uh, walking up and down the pit lane. And just to see the cars go that fast, how loud they were, the sensations that came with it. Uh, I'll never forget that experience. And then my dad, who's going to the race the next day, he he's like, all right, we're going to beat traffic because I got to get up the next morning. I'm like, what? We're leaving. We're halfway through. <laughs> like, so uh, that's when I really knew, like, this was going to be the start of something is is when we left that race at halfway. I wasn't satisfied. I wanted to stay for longer. That's kind of how I got into NASCAR is, uh, man, I don't remember 10, 11 year old. Was there like then a local racetrack or was there something local by you so you could still experience racing, even if it wasn't NASCAR? Yeah, so it was a racetrack called Chicagoland Speedway um, in Joliet, Illinois. It was about an hour and a half drive, maybe a little shorter away from our house. And uh, we would go every September and then they moved it to July and we would go to every every July race there for, I don't know how many years, ever since 2011, really haven't missed a race. So um, yeah, it'll always be my my home local local track. So Drew and I, yeah, we're Wisconsin boys. So you grew up in like that Chicagoland area around there? Yep. Yep. How was that growing up? Yeah. I mean, it's a lot different than here. That's for sure. I, I, I liked it, you know, especially I'm, I'm out here in the West coast in Arizona and it, there's two, there are two different worlds, but I think growing up in the mid Midwest, um, you know, in, in the Chicago area, it's just a fun little 
fun little town to grow up in. And, um, you know, you're, you're 20 minutes away from the lake. Like that's one thing I'm here in Arizona. Like I miss water as crazy as that sounds. Like I miss open bodies of water. Makes sense. So, um, that, that, I mean, you guys probably know growing up in Wisconsin. Um, but those are just some of that, you know, it's a Midwest life. How could you yeah. not, how could you not like it? So then did you go to high school then in like in the Illinois area and then kind of like going that from there, then Arizona, then for college, is that kind of your, was your plan? Yeah. So I went to a school called Glenbrook South, um, in Glenview, Illinois. And then, um, I'm a junior now at Arizona state and, and kind of made that, you know, transition at, at the end of senior year. So, uh, I've been here three years, um, or this is my third year and, um, probably have another year or so left, year and a half left. So it should be fun. What interests you about ASU? Is it like something you're going for or anything like that, or just kind of the atmosphere and getting out? Well, you know, I knew I'm, I'm, I'm a rare case of, I knew I wanted to do sports journalism. I wanted to do NASCAR ever really since I was, you know, 12 years old, I knew like, this is the career path that I want to go down. So I kind of knew the direction I wanted to take it. And, and Phoenix is such a great sporting town. You know, you have spring training, you have the Super Bowl coming next year. You have all, you know, the NBA, NHL, MLB, uh, the NASCAR race track is 30 minutes away from here, which was also a big plus. So, um, it, it just kind of made sense for sports and, and just being in a good market for having access to all the different types of opportunities that came with it. So, um, th- this was the only place I applied to school for and I got in. And, um, so the college application process was pretty easy, straightforward and, uh, and yeah, it's been fun so far. Yeah. You talked about experience. So, cause with the NASCAR thing, did, did ASU really help you get that NASCAR like ex- internship and experience with that? So I actually first kind of race doing this reporting. I was 12 years old at the Daytona 500. I was actually wearing a, a fan t-shirt and a fan hat with a microphone and a camera. And I, uh, went up to people and I started asking them questions and, uh, it was really kind of impromptu on the spot and, um, just kind of slowly progressed from there. So, uh, I've been fortunate to have been doing this for, you know, ever since I was 12 years old. And I think ASU has kind of helped me, you know, get some more skills, kind of eliminate some of the things that I don't want to go down in broadcasting. You know, I'm not a writer. I'm a bad writer. I need to get better at it. But, um, you know, that's something that, that I, I could probably check off. I like being in front of the camera, talking to people, um, which has been helpful to learn at ASU. Oh yeah. I'm the exact same way. Like journalism right now, I write some Packers articles. I write my one a week and I'm like, eh, you know, could have improved here. Could have been better there. You know, (laughs) it's not the same thing, but like, you're talking about the racetracks when you were growing up. Did you ever help out at any of those, like volunteer or try and get your name out there? Like you said, 12 years old, you were young, Daytona 500, but the local ones, did you do anything with those? Well, I, I would travel around to some of the tracks near us, um, especially in the first couple of years. You know, we'd go to Chicagoland Speedway. We'd go to Indianapolis. We would go to um, Kansas. I remember being a, so kind of local Midwest tracks, uh, but, but get my name out there. It was really just repetition. And, you know, NASCAR noticed that we were wandering through the garages and they're like, all right, who is this kid? What's he doing? Like, we have not talked to him yet. So like, let's figure this out. Cause I was like, at that point we had had a nice video camera. We had polo shirts and they're like, we didn't credential you guys to do this. So we formalized things and 
um, ever since then, I've, I've been able to be a part of the NASCAR media core. Um, and, and, you know, it just takes time to, to build my name and, and build my reputation and respect. And, you know, I'm still doing that and, and, and will be for forever to, uh, continue to build, build my brand. But, um, I think just getting my name out there has been going to the races for all these number of years, talking to people, building those connections and, and, um, relationships, I think has been the, the kind of how I've gotten my name out there. And then with that, like what, what's your official role for the, your NASCAR kind of position right now? Right now it's kind of COVID made everything kind of weird, but I think the direction that we'll be going is, um, NASCAR owns and operates 13, um, of the racetracks on the schedule. And so, um, at least for the playoffs this year to, to really showcase the experience of the race. So for example, Talladega is going to be this upcoming weekend and I'll be down there showing the NASCAR fans on the NASCAR Twitter account and YouTube page. Hey, this is what you can do at Talladega to, you know, influence that experience and, and to sell tickets and get people going to the racetrack. So I don't I don't know if I really have a title, um, but I, I kind of know that's kind of what my my job entails. Maybe I should figure that out. What exactly? Maybe, my, right? My a little is. important. <laughs> I was yeah. going to ask though, like building your brand, obviously you talked about that. Like I, I'm on your YouTube channel right now. I mean, you got a lot of stuff on here and you've interviewed some pretty big names building your brand. You think that's just as important as like helping out with the NASCAR Facebook itself or Twitter or whatever it is. Absolutely. I a hundred percent, you know, and if you look through my YouTube page, you'll, you'll notice some of the, the recent videos, um, they're, they're not your typical, Hey, how's your car doing this weekend? You know, uh, this summer, especially we've had some great opportunities to, you know, pitch to drivers. Hey, you want to play a game of cornhole and let's just have fun. Or we were in Wisconsin and you know how Wisconsin's the capital of cheese. So we went to a, a cheese store and we're like, we're going to find all these different weird flavors of cheeses and we're going to do cheese taste testing contest. You know what I mean? And to be able to pitch those crazy weird ideas, we've had to know those people for a little while. They kind of have to know, all right, I'm not your typical, you know, conversation or interview kind of thing. And um, I think that just takes time to establish and, and work up to. Um, but it, over time, you can get crazier with the ideas. You can have a little bit more fun with it. So um, yeah, I think the relationship building is absolutely, it's it's so important just to be able to um, get good access, have good relationships with people just in general, I think is, is huge. Have yeah, you ever it, given an idea to someone and they're like, Oh, let's not do that. Oh, I mean, man. you don't have to say names. Uh, well, I was really surprised that the cheese taste testing worked out. Um, there've been some where like it took a little bit of convincing. Um, I think, you know, we, we did a game, um, with COVID it's just, it's haven't been able to execute it yet, but it was called the blindfold challenge. And basically I would put a blindfold on a driver and they got to guess what I put in their hands. And there've been some where they're like, I don't want any live animals. Like, I don't want you to like hurt me or anything. And so I'm like, no, no, I promise we won't do any of that. But, um, that's one thing I've been super blessed with too, with NASCAR is, um, the drivers they're up for a lot of, a lot of things, you know, there, there's some pretty good fun guys that are, 
you know, pretty open to the ideas that we pitch him. But I don't know. We've had some weird moments walking through the garage, you know, carrying inflatable inner tubes or mannequin heads. And it's like, I bet you no one has ever walked through the garage carrying stuff like this. So, um, yeah, a little bit out of the box ideas, but um, I don't think we've ever had anybody say no. Yeah. Yeah. With all these creative, unique games you've kind of mentioned already. I mean, talking to young, the younger generation, I, I, I've seen some stats and stuff about a decline in interest by the younger generation. Would you say that that's, that's a problem right now in NASCAR? And are, the, are those some of the ways, like the, you mentioned the games and stuff, is that the way how NASCAR and how, how you people in NASCAR like you have been addressing this problem? Yeah, you know, I think the fan base and audiences, even NASCAR itself, is really trying to figure out what that identity, what they want that to look like. Um, and I think... You know, it's it's hard to necessarily promote racing versus other sports because, you know, unlike, you know, basketball where you can, hey, let's go outside and shoot hoops out in the front yard or soccer. Hey, you guys want to go play? It's not like you can be like, let's go race cars tonight. You know what I mean? Which I think can make it more difficult. But I think NASCAR is doing a couple of different things to try and get the younger fan base into it. And I think that starts with getting people to the racetrack, getting them invested um, in, in some of the characters, which um, yeah, I think that's part of at least what I'm doing is to help help with that. You know, I, I will, you know, watch another sport. And if I can personally relate to one of the athletes and I know, Hey, they're a good guy, or we have this same sort of interest. That's something that I can be like, all right, I can get behind them. And that's kind of what I try to do with the fun human interest kind of stuff with the drivers. But I'll say NASCAR's biggest selling point is the product in person. If you can get people to a race, man, your likelihood of, of selling tickets and, and creating a lifelong fan, just like it did with me, um, that increases so much. So I think the biggest thing right now for NASCAR is getting to people to the track. Yeah, I would say the same thing. I've never actually been to one myself, but, you know, like playing NASCAR games or whatever, like at the arcade, you put your foot down on like the actual pedal, all that fun stuff, you know, just trying to get kids invested in it, whether it's video games, whatever. Moving on now, real quick, who's been your favorite person to interview so far? Oh, man, favorite. There's there's a bunch of there's a bunch of different guys. Um, I'll have to say. um He's retired now, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. was always so much fun. I mean, like, he is what you see on TV and on camera is exactly what you get when you meet him in person and interact with him. He's been super fun to uh, do stuff with. Um, there's a driver named Clint Boyer who is also just off the wall crazy um, that would you know, do random stuff. You know, we blindfolded Clint Boyer and he's just like all over the place, like just with crazy answers. So um, he's been fun. So those are the two big names that, that definitely stick out. Who's your favorite driver currently yeah. that's going, if you can say, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be truthfully honest. Like this isn't me being like, oh, I got to stay neutral. Like I genuinely don't have a favorite driver. Um, you know, I'll definitely want to see certain drivers that I've built relationships with do well. And I want, you know, to see them have personal success, but um, you know, I'm, I'm rooting for good action. You know, I want good storylines. I want it to be dramatic, but um, I don't really pull for any particular person over another. 
one last thing and then I'll get it back to Drew. But I'm kind of the same way with like a football game I'm watching, you know, if I'm, like I'm not invested in either of the teams. Yeah. I just want a good game. You know, that's really all I right. want at the end of the day. So last thing here, I was going to say like your first, maybe not your first time, but like there had to have been times where like they're telling you, hey, you're interviewing this guy and you're like, ooh, nerves kicking in around that time. You know, yeah, they used to. I think they definitely did. Um, there would be certain situations where, um, you know, I, I got to nail this, right? There is no, there's no way I can't. And I'll go into it like that. Um, you know, there've been, I think, I think the biggest ones and I've had uh, incredible opportunities to, um, be on the NBC race broadcast a couple of times, um, interviewing a driver or, or, or working a, a practice session. And those are the situations where, you know, you're all set to go and you're like, I need to, like, I can't screw this up. Like you just can't. And like that, like, I don't know that bridge you burn of like, it has to go well, um, I think has helped. Um, but I think once you get into it, once you get started, the nerves kind of go away. And now, um, I don't know what it is about this season, but it's just, I will get nervous over a lot of different things, but the interviews itself, those aren't, things that I'll get nervous about, but in just everyday life, I'll get nervous about stuff. I'll be like, I'm more nervous about this than like an actual interview that actually like means something. So, um, yeah, there's certain times, but, um, not as much anymore. Yeah. And I got one more quick question. Um, completely different topic here. Do you have a favorite racetrack? Is there a racetrack that just stands out to you? Like this one's beautiful. Okay. I'll tell you this. And, and you guys, being in Wisconsin, there's a place called Road America in Elkhart Lake this, that yeah. um, I I went to back in 2018, and then they just brought the Cup Series, Top Series there this summer, and I I went to go cover that, and it is a freaking cool racetrack. Like I am like every race fan, sports fan should have this place on their bucket list because it is one of the coolest venues in in all of america is is road america and elkhart lake it's it's stunning yeah i definitely i didn't get to go but i was hearing about how many people were there and how busy it was and how lined up it was it's not like that everywhere is it oh i don't know i remember being there and that was like my first or second race really that fans were back and i'm like holy cow like this place is jam-packed um and it's like that in other places, but I, I, the attendance in the crowd at road America really did blow me away. So now moving away from racing, right. We'll talk about it on your Instagram. I see you're doing triathletes now, huh? That's right. Yeah. I, uh, I just ran a sprint one in August. That was the first one. Um, 2020, I, I caught the running bug, you know, not doing anything. I started running half marathons and, um, competed in some races and, I used to swim to help with my running endurance. And I'm like, well, why don't I just combine it all, you know, do swim, bike, run. So, um, I've got a triathlon coming up in October in, in Vegas. I'm on the ASU triathlon club team and, uh, it's a blast. I I freaking love it. Anything else fun you're doing down there? That's like different that you wouldn't be able to find anywhere else here in Arizona. Yeah. Oh man. I don't know. I I just think the hiking and you know, the traveling's cool. You know, we're not too far away from Sedona. Um, you know, it's Phoenix and, and Arizona is kind of a picturesque kind of adventurous state. So you can do some cool stuff here. 
Is that where your most recent picture was from, from Arizona? I mean, yeah, like yeah, that was in stuff. Sedona. That was a cave That's beautiful. Uh, in Sedona. It was actually off the trail. So we spent probably 20, 30 minutes looking for it. Um, but we ended up finding it and it was, uh, it was pretty cool. Anything else, Drew? That's all I got. Yeah, no, that's basically all I got. I mean, really fun time talking to you here today. This is floor is yours right now. I mean, I know you've got Instagram, YouTube. I mean, you're all over the place. So shout yourself out. Tell the people where they can find you. Yeah, um, kind of like you mentioned it. Uh, if you search my name, Andrew Curland, um, on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, uh, that's where you'll find me. Take a look at the NASCAR YouTube pages, uh, Talladega Super Speedway Twitter account, and the NASCAR Twitter account, I believe, um, for this weekend at Talladega. And then uh, we got two more races after that to finish off the 2021 season. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun. What are you doing the downtime downtime now, like after the NASCAR season is done? Like you still doing interviews and stuff or? Man, I get to relax. I get to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, because I do some I do some work with uh, Dale Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s media company. I work on his podcast every week, and I actually do another. I had another one of his podcasts as well. So um, it's busy. You know, these weeks are busy. The weekends are busy, but they're fun. But um, I'm gonna enjoy the off time, take a break, and uh, start counting down to uh, the 2022 season. <laughs> there you go. I don't blame you at all, Drew. Show yourself out. Yeah, you know the drill, Instagram, Twitter, Drew Skyberg, D-R-E-W-S-K-Y-B-E-R-G. And Jordan, it looks like we're going to have to make it to a race next year for the 2022 season. I think we got to go to one. Maybe nice and close, we can start at Road America. We can start our, also the 141 Speedway. Are they going to be Speedway. back to Road America next year? Is there? Yep, they're going back. They it's going to be 4th of July weekend. Yep, well, next Jordan, time. looks That's like we're going. so busy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's like local things too. I see it all the time. They took, they, we're from Manitowoc. I don't know if you know where that is, but they took our racetrack down and they built a mire, the store mire on it. Oh man, you don't want to see that. That's what they did. I'm telling you, we lost ours, but my uncle sends me all the time. He lives in Arizona also. He sends me all the time about racetracks he's at and pictures and stuff. And yeah, Drew will definitely find a way to get somewhere next year and get into it a little bit more if we can. So I'm on Twitter. Jordan Law underscore PXP. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube, Jordan and Drew, the sports crew, Facebook, Jordan and Drew, the sports crew, Instagram, Jordan Drew underscore sports crew. Andrew, once again, thanks for coming on. It was a fun time. Guys, I appreciate it. And hey, I mean, you obviously, you know, Cameron, he uh, just, just let me know. You guys want to go to road America? We can, we can make that happen next summer and, uh, oh, and have baby. some fun with it. Let's that do would it. be awesome. Can't thanks guys wait. appreciate yeah, it no thank you so so much episode 30 coming on monday guys listen back to everything if you haven't already and thank you for listening to this very ep- very special episode of jordan and drew the sports crew the perfect podcast for you